Howdy, my friends. Welcome into this week's episode of Forte Catholic. So glad that you are here. Last week was our first ever episode from overseas when I went to go speak in Ireland. This week, I am back in the States talking with good old Father Anthony Sharapa, uh, recapping the trip. So while I'm still back in the U.S., there's a lot of stories from my trip over to Dublin, Ireland to speak at a youth conference over there uh, that I wanted to share with all of you. Uh, one of the big things that people have been asking about is like, how did this happen? It seems kind of like an interesting scenario. How did I get invited to go over there? Uh, what? Did, why was I speaking over there? What was it like going overseas for the first time? So a lot of that is answered uh, throughout uh, today's episode. It's more of a storytelling episode today. Uh, Father Anthony kind of... Uh, uh, Step up, step, stepped up to the plate to uh, kind of be an audience proxy, uh, ask some questions, that sort of thing. But we talk about all of it. We talk about me being the loud, annoying American in uh, in Ireland and travel and the flights and the ups and downs of feeling fancy and then f feeling like I got stuck into a cage. It was it was quite a trip. We hope that you enjoy uh, today's story. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Enjoy. Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. I am saying hello there, but Father Anthony is doing the meme of Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up from the bottom of his screen saying hello, hello there. there. Greetings, priest. <laughs> hey, Taylor. How are you? I am doing okay. Just had a big uh, staff Christmas party. We do it after all the Christmas stuff. And it was delightful. My staff, they're very silly people. Very enjoyable to be around. And uh, it was nice. And now I'm here recording a podcast with Taylor Stroll, my friend. There has been so much that has happened since the last time we recorded. Last time we recorded was me, you, and Aaron Weber, you know, right, right mm -hmm. for our Christmas episode. Like Christmas has happened, New Year's has happened. I've been in different countries. We've had mm -hmm. uh, ring ceremony. Like there's been a lot that has happened. Uh, has life slowed down for you now that the holidays are over? No, this is this. There's probably a better way to put this, but everyone's dying. Uh, it's just at that time of year this happens a lot. So we've had tons of funerals. Um, so that's been a little bit crazy. Uh, liturgical stuff has calmed down. I'm wearing green again, which is nice. Just normal, ordinary time. But also, you know what? Lent is just around the corner. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. so hopefully we get a little bit of breathing room here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been pretty busy ever since Christmas for me. Uh, you and I have been talking about wrestling a little bit. We were talking about a wrestling movie before we hit record. Uh, the new A twenty four movie. What's the name of it with Zac Efron's Iron face? Claw? Iron Claw. Iron yeah. Claw. It's great. If you want to cry man tears, go watch that movie. What if a woman watches it? Will she also cry I man would, tears? You know what? She, I think she'll cry some kind of tears. Maybe woman tears. Um, but it's definitely a make dudes cry movie. I think, in my opinion, I'd be fascinated to get more opinions like women seeing this because there is this whole family dynamic that I would be interested in a female opinion about it. But it's it's very it's beautiful, sad, beautiful. And then uh, we were texting yesterday because you know we, we did an episode uh, this past summer where like I got a big introduction into WWE and wrestling because of you and hanging out with you. Yeah. We watched this big event, and my son and I watched the Weakest Link. You are the Weakest Link. 
Goodbye. Is that? I can't believe that's still happening. Was that an old episode you were watching? Is it still going? So yeah, so it got rebooted. Like it was, it was a thing when we, you and I were ten. Uh, right, with the yeah. British lady, and then it yeah. got you know it got canceled. It was like the biggest thing in the world. It ran for like three seasons or whatever, and then it got canceled. Like all good things, and then twenty years later they rebooted it with Jane Lynch. She's the mean person now. Oh, it's very fun. funny. Uh, yeah. So so we've been watching it, and you know they took a break during the writer strike, and then they came back, and they had the two episodes we just watched were the Christmas episode and the WWE like All Stars episode. So it was like people yeah. that that like you and I watched uh seth rollins and his wife becky lynch ironically enough right yes, it was becky yes. lynch and jay lynch, yeah, becky lynch um, so. the three black guys the new kids on the block the new what day the new day the new day yeah. um the miz who i've heard about but i haven't learned about because he wasn't involved in this but apparently everyone hates him he got voted off like before the game even started it was very funny he's like a classic <laughs> bad guy he's been a bad guy in wrestling forever he's amazing he's amazing he was uh he got his fame from um the real world he was like uh, a um a uh, famous person from that, and then worked his way into wrestling. So he's he's great. He's all time great. Such a such a strange world. So it uh, is. We, we we've been we've been chatting about that, and there's a reason that I brought it up, but I've forgotten because I'm a little sick. My brain's a little foggy today, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what it was. You but, were uh, impressed that they were they were. I mean, one you found them funny, and then you were surprised how smart they were. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like just my impression of them is like they're incredibly big and stupid. Like that's just my impression. <laughs> like, and, like, they're big athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, and they were like, they were one of the smarter groups that, that mm-hmm. we've seen on, on the show. Right. Because it's kind of a collective game. And then there's some backstabbing. But it's like a collective. You're trying to earn money together until, you know, you backstab each other and one person ends up winning it. But it was just it, it was. Yeah, I was just really surprised that they were that they were very smart. But um, that's <laughs> been like my return home. I have had uh, one of the crazier like week and a half of my entire life. So uh, last week's episode was live from Ireland, which is a crazy thing to say out loud. It's still crazy to me. (laughs) That sounds real impressive. Right. So what we did last week is like, I I talked with two of the guys in the Sierra Malabar, right? They're all Catholics, just a different right that like we're in the Latin, right? The Roman, right? They're in the Sierra Malabar, right? You know, we learned last week all about it. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Episode uh, 371. Uh, where we dive into like their mass, which is called Kurbana, which like when I was sharing about it, like it looks more like Quran, right? Like it's, it looks like it's not Catholic, <laughs> but it is like, it's just yeah. their word for mass. It means sacrifice in their language. Um, Balayalam. I've learned all these, all these new Indian words. It was very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, last week we like dove into the right, but like as, as people were like, you know, following on social media or whatever, everybody was interested in what was going on. Cause it was a very kind of, strange setup or unique setup how i even got there why i was there all the sur- <laughs> all the like news surrounding so that's what we're doing today we're gonna kind of walk through my trip i'm gonna share these things with you you're gonna ask some clarify you're, you're gonna be like the the proxy for our listeners today you okay think, cool do you think filling in for mostly lay people is something you can do today can you be a lowly lay person today <laughs> okay i just gotta like you know really dumb myself down i've gotta really just lower myself you know try to <laughs> forget my magnificent and sparkly ontology i'll do my best i'll do my best to speak for the people Right. So just like uh, the WWE stars on uh, on The Weakest Link. I think they sent their best and brightest. Like they probably yes. do have some big, dumb people, but they oh, sent sure their they best do. and brightest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I need you to be like, you know, wrestling smart today. Not pre-smart. Okay. I just need you to be okay. like wrestling smart today. All right. <laughs> not dumb, but just not your normal self. Okay. So 
how all this happened, because ultimately I'm a very large white man who ended mm-hmm. up being going to speak. I was the only white person in the building. Well, that's not true. We'll get to some of the people that worked at this building later in the show. We'll talk about where the building, because that's a whole other story in and of itself. Uh, I was the only white person invited to be there. <laughs> so it's me and like hundreds of Indian people in mm-hmm. Ireland, which is not what you'd expect. <laughs> I did not realize there was a big Ciro Malabar presence. I had no idea. Yeah, that's right. fascinating. So one of the things that I learned while I was there in Ireland is like, you know, like it's a pretty historically Catholic country. Yeah. Uh, but as like as a foreigner and as like somebody that doesn't really pay attention to world news, all I kind of knew anecdotally before any of this was that like Ireland used to be a very Catholic country, has very deep roots, you know, like St. Patrick. Like we all kind of know these stories, right? right? He, he did something with snakes. Like we've heard these stories. Oh, yeah. Question. Did you did you see any snakes there? Not a single snake. He did a great job. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Further proof that the Catholic Church is the true church. No snakes were found in no Ireland. No snakes in Ireland, exactly. Uh, to be fair, uh, I live in Texas and we have a lot of snakes. I don't see them either. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going out to hang out and look for them. <laughs> You're like, you have snake blindness. You just can't see them. <laughs> uh, we've, we've had enough, like, random people show up during this recording. I'm, I'm just imagining looking out this window as a snake just sitting there. Like, hey, snake just watching you, waiting. <laughs> so... Over the last, like, maybe 10 years, like, there's been some big, like, political things that seem to go against the church, right? Like, uh, gay marriage, abortion, uh, all becoming legal. Like, it's becoming less and less of a, like, a Catholic state, a Catholic uh, country. Yeah, And so, like, my understanding going in is that it had become very secular. And Mm -hmm. going over there, that's very true. And, like, I think it's one of the things that's similar to the states is, like, I was primarily in Dublin. And Dublin, Mm -hmm. being a big city... Is primarily secular, but like out in right. the countryside, it's still pretty Catholic. So I'm like, okay, like that. We have similar things here. Like big cities tend to be a little bit more liberal, progressive, and like not mm-hmm. as much into faith out in the countryside or the great state of Texas. You know, we're still kind of doing yes. our thing, right? A little different yeah, up north with, with you. So the reason that a lot of the Sierra Malabar people are there is one, it's kind of twofold. A lot, a lot of the crew that I was with, like 97% of the adults of the young people that I was working with came over as nurses because a lot of Irish hmm. nurses found better work in like the US and Canada, like better paying jobs for nursing. So they mm-hmm. migrated from Ireland to the US or Canada or like mm-hmm. other places in Europe. So it left this huge, like there were no nurses left in Ireland. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they, ironically enough, they started paying more because they needed mm-hmm. to get people. And so a whole, this whole group of like the Sierra Malabar community kind of moved all together and they, they live together. They share their culture together. There's Indian restaurants, there's Indian food, uh, all in kind of this, you know, kind of like a, a Chinatown would be, or like, you know, like a, uh, uh, Italian place, uh, like like I've been to Pittsburgh with you. Like there's like Italian places of town. You yeah, know? Like, we got like, like our little Italy and yeah, yeah, sure, German town and all that. Jazz, right. Yeah, so pretty similar to that, right? So they came over, but then also it was like an evangelical thing. Because so like mm-hmm. like they came for work, but also like here's a country that's Catholic. We're incredibly Catholic from like you know the south uh, eastern or sorry yeah southeastern part of India, and mm-hmm. so like the the biggest group of Catholics in Ireland are Cyril Malabar right Catholics. Isn't that crazy to yeah. you? Yeah, that is very crazy. It kind of shows you like, because, you know, you had, you had you know, the the the, the Roman Catholic Church like evangelizes Ireland 
and then there's Vikings and that stuff happens. And so then the the Irish come back down and re-evangelize My Europe, favorite sentence you've that, ever said on this show is what? there were Vikings and a lot of stuff happened. Like that, and then yeah, you just moved on. It was the greatest very thing ever. accurate history. You know, we're going quick. Um, and then all of a sudden, like from this like corner of the world that like you would never expect are coming and re-evangelizing uh, Ireland. Uh, and it's just kind of like you see this, these like cycles in the church. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's beautiful. So... Uh, so how did how did I get there? How how did a white American from Texas go to Dublin, Ireland to speak at a I assume a plane, though a boat oh, is yeah, possible. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I didn't swim. It's a real I, easy question, Taylor. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe do, when I was yeah. skinny, but I couldn't swim over there this time. I'm a little little <laughs> fat these days. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm the size of a small boat, so maybe I could have made it on maybe my Maybe you just own. like <laughs> float along the tides for long exactly. enough. <laughs> Taylor's gone for for 15 months and watches right. up on the shores of Ireland. <laughs> the sharks don't eat me because they're just confused. Like they, yeah, they, like what? It, mm, no, yeah. no. <laughs> this is weird. So um, I have done some work with the Sierra Malabar right here in the States. So uh hmm. Three years ago, right before COVID happened, I got booked by a Sierra Malabar Rite priest here in the U.S. Their diocese is the United States uh, because mm-hmm. it's a smaller rite here in the States. So they have churches all over the all over the world. I bet there's one in Pittsburgh. I know there's one, at least one in Houston. Um, I met this priest who was based in Houston. Then he became based in California. And now he's based in South Carolina. Like, like you get moved around the city of Pittsburgh and kind of outstanding yep. areas. His diocese is the United States of America. So you yeah, can go that's, wherever. that's a very different gig right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I was booked to do a retreat, like go lead a retreat for his junior high, high school kids he- here in Houston. You know, just like an hour drive, go over there for their day, lead a retreat. But then COVID happened. So that got canceled. And then he got moved almost immediately after. But he became the diocesan youth guy for the mm-hmm. diocese of the Sierra Malabar Rite Catholic Church here in America. So. Yeah. Remember when we were all doing things only on Zoom? Like mass was on yes. Zoom and meetings were on oh, Zoom and therapy yeah. was on uh, Zoom. And you're like, remember that and how yeah. much we all hated it? But we were trying, yes. right? Like we were really trying. We were doing our darndest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so uh, one of my, uh, you know, COVID was a really rough time. But one of my favorite moments from that time period is I gave a talk for like, it was like they had a national youth event for the Sierra Malabar Right Teens here in the States, on Zoom. So right now, you and I are on Zoom. There's two of our faces. Imagine yeah. me. You're not here, but maybe you can watch. And me and like yeah. 250 like Indian kids from across the U.S. That was, all that was my introduction yeah. to the Sierra Malabar <laughs> Right Church. So we did some introductions. Uh, I gave my talk. And then usually... You know that thing that like a lot of like Catholic speakers say or like teachers will say, maybe even some priests are like, you know, you go give a homily or you lead a talk at a retreat and you're like... Uh, you've probably heard it. Oh, I, I got just about as much of it out of it from them as they did from me. Uh, sure. And, yeah. and I'm like, that, that sucks. You're not very good at your job then. because You should be giving more. You're the guy who's being paid to do stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you get like, money, not not like experience or like good right. feelings. Like, do your job, right? Yeah. Right. So I've always hated that saying, but we did a Q&A after. And uh, yeah. my, my deal with them was, okay. Uh, I, you can ask me a question, anything about faith, like we usually do, right? But then I'm going to ask you something. It's well, the one time in my life oh, that's where fun. I learned yeah. about as much from them as they did from me because they they were teaching me about the right, you know? Like, so uh, it was just very funny to me that I hate that. And I was like, oh, I can truly say it about this one moment. <laughs> 
so that event did well. I did another event with them. And then, you know, months ago, I get an email like, hey, would you like to come speak at this event for the Sierra Malabar Rite Catholics in Dublin, Ireland? And again, and at this location, we'll talk about the location later. That's, that's a tertiary part of the story. We'll get to that towards the end of the show. Um, but I'm like, how did this happen? Right. Because like yeah, I have one in to the Sierra Malabar, right. And it's here in the States and I've actually never met like a Sierra Malabar, right. Person in person. It was all over zoom. Like it was intended mm -hmm. to be in person, but it never happened. So I'm like, how did this happen? And uh, sure enough, come to find out the priest that I met here, like my primary end to the Sierra Malabar, right. Church. The yeah. guy that invited me to do all these events here in the U.S., uh, he went and spoke at this conference last year, and I yeah. guess for some reason spoke highly of me. So he was the connection to why I, I got this. I ended up getting booked to go lead these talks at, at this conference. So that's how it all happened. That That's how well, I became you know the what? large I, Texan. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know a lot about the Sierra Malabar Church. I have not personally met a Sierra Malabar right priests, and you up to this point had met one, which makes me think – that there's actually only one priest and you just happen to bump into him. You're actually been talking to the Ciro Malabar Pope the entire time and got really lucky. And he's like, oh, I know one white guy who can talk and that'll be that'll be new. I think that's what happened. You met the right. only Ciro Malabar priest. Uh, you joke, you, you jest, uh, first, just for clarity's sake, again, yes. they're Catholic, their Pope is our Pope, their Pope <laughs> yes, is Pope yes, Francis. Of course, yes. but, but it's funny that you should yeah. say that I I think you're pretty close to right. I'm not even gonna lie because <laughs> there's probably uh, a lot I, of them in India. I'm sure, but there's like right. one in America, and he happened to go to Ireland that one time. Yeah, there's not. I all all this stuff has happened since all this. Like our new, I don't even know if I told you this. Our new associate pastor is from India, and he's from oh. the Sierra Malabar, right? And so I asked I asked my my friend that I've been this priest that I've been friends with for like three years now. His father Rajiv, yeah. and uh, I texted him. I was like, look. I, I, India is a huge place. The U.S. Yes. is a huge place. You know, the, there's literally no reason that you would say yes to this question. But here's we have a new priest. His name's Father Rupesh. This is his first time in the States. Do you happen to know him? And I texted him. And like, he's yeah. a busy guy. About eight, sure. nine hours later, he texted me back in like all caps. We went to seminary together. <laughs> <laughs> it is a small world. There's two priests. They went to seminary uh, at the yeah, same time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But to your point about Father Rajiv, I think he's pretty high up because yes, um, and and I uh, I just saw this post yesterday, and I actually I mean I'm, I've been meaning to call him, so I don't know, I don't know if the bishop, I don't know if I, I would assume the U.S. Center Malabar has their own bishop. I think that's how it works. Yeah, um, I'm sure, something like that. Patriarch, something. They they just they just elected a new one, and it's a friend mm -hmm. of his. Like there's pictures uh. of them. Like saying mass together. So like, he's not that guy, but he's yeah. right next to that guy. You know yes. what I mean? So, yes. so uh, apparently, you know, his, his word has some sway. So uh, that, that's why I went. So mm -hmm. not, let's, let's, let's hit this timeline from, from when I'm leaving. So mm -hmm. um, fun little fact from the night before. So just the week that I'm leaving. So I left, I left on a Thursday. Wednesday was my daughter's ninth birthday. She also went Yay. back to school for like the school year on that mm -hmm. day. And our track team had our 
ring ceremony where we got our state championship rings from the state championship we won way back in May. We got our rings. Uh, We had a big ceremony. It was great. So all that was like school and ring ceremony was happening Wednesday. So we celebrated with my daughter on Tuesday. You know, did daddy daughter day. We went to lunch. I took her ice skating for the first time ever. And she, it was the cutest thing. Just like, she did so great. Like she like glued to the wall for the first 30 minutes. Because, like, we don't have ice here. <laughs> We're not in yeah. Pittsburgh. You're like, you're like, <laughs> Daddy, why is the water cold? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but she's been rollerblading uh, oh, for okay. years. So, you know, pretty similar, similar just more slippery, right? Because it's a different service. Um, yeah. By the end of, like, we were there for, like, an hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half. By the end, she was speeding around the place, cutting through the middle, had, hadn't touched the wall. Just nice. an incredible day. So, like, we go from, like, celebrating daughter this mm-hmm. big first moment to like going back to school, getting ready to go to Ireland, get, having our ring ceremony, tearing up that night. And then the next morning I, I go and I get on my plane and ha- I have mentioned before how I usually travel when I go to speak or whatever here in the States is we have essentially a bus stop with planes here in yes. college station. You've been to it. You flew into I've it. I've been there. Once, it, right? it's, it is a bus stop with planes. That's all <laughs> right. it really is. <laughs> our, our bus goes in the air for a little bit over to Dallas. Yes. So mm-hmm. the only place we fly is to Dallas, but then Dallas is like, is an international airport and it's American airlines hub, which is who I fly with. So from mm-hmm. Dallas, I can have a one way flight to anywhere. Right. So it's great. Yeah. One way flight from Dallas to Dublin. The only drawback is I have a very long layover. So hmm. I fly to Dallas Thursday morning. But the cool thing about my long layover is I have enough airline status. Like I fly enough that like I I, I have now hit like the third level three third level of five in status with American Airlines. So it's like okay. I'm getting upgraded domestically a lot. But I had learned. After I booked the flights, oh no, upgrades, uh, these automatic upgrades for status people from like coach to first class or coach to business class or whatever, do not happen on international flights. Bum, bum, bum. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a very large human being. I don't fit in Mm -hmm. coach. And now I'm about Mm -hmm. to take an eight hour flight, longest flight I've ever taken in my life. And -hmm. I'm going to be sitting a coach. So I, I, but, but. I learned this weeks before, so I had accepted this fact. So mm. I'm just going to, I, I, I had made up my mind. I'm just going to accept this fact. I'm going to enjoy it while I'm there. The flight might suck, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But I have high enough status. Uh, I don't have high enough status here in the States to go into, like, the, the, pro, the like, primo airline lounges in the airport. Right. So typically when I'm in an airport, I have to, you know, go to a restaurant or find a place to sit and just like hang out on my my computer or whatever. Uh, But I have high enough status that when I'm flying international, I get to go to the flagship lounge of American Airlines. This place is unbelievable. It's like a fancy hotel inside the Dallas Fort Worth airport. um, Free food. Like and I'm talking like. If I had to pay for it, it'd be like $75, $100, like very okay. nice food. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of bottles of alcohol. Uh, nice. Uh, like actual alcohol, uh, beer, uh, wine, champagne. There's in- incredible seating. There's plugs everywhere. There's a nap room. There's like a man cave with multiple TVs. This place is huge. It's like the, like essentially like the bottom floor of a fancy hotel. Incredible. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go hang out here. And that's what I do. I go hang out in the lounge. I'm having a great time. I'm living like 
my life has very little luxury, but I am feeling luxurious sitting in this <laughs> yes, Dallas Fort Worth airport, right? Um, here's where everything goes south very quickly. I have an incredible mm. like three to four hours in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about, you know, we're, we're an hour away from my flight. So I'm like, hey, I'm about to head over to, to the gate because usually boarding starts about 30 minutes before. But what I didn't know, because it's my first international flight, is that boarding starts an hour before. Uh oh. So I'm in I'm in the in the lounge. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm get I get two phone calls from uh two numbers that I don't recognize. And I have it like turned off on my iPhone. If there's a number I don't recognize, it goes straight to voicemail. But yeah. if you call me twice, it'll notify me. Mm-hmm. So I call back and they're like, Hey, this is the gate. And so I'm like thinking the worst. I'm thinking like, did they leave? Like my, my yeah. you know, it says like we're not boarding. I'm not leaving for an hour, but it's like boarding starts in like 10 minutes. And I'm like 15 minutes away. So I'm like, you know, boarding starts okay. in 10. Like I'm not going to be late. Right. But I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the worst. And then they're like, oh, we were calling about an upgrade to business class. No, no, but you, you weren't the here. So we gave it to someone else. Oh, no. Devastating. I had already accepted that I was going into coach. No, it's not but the same you, now. You know, you know how different it is <laughs> when you tell me that I had something, and because I wasn't physically in your in your person, you get somebody else. And I need to tell you just as background: when I usually get upgraded, it's just, they just automatically do it in the app. They they change yeah. your they just change your seat. Like, it's just like no, no, no. For the first time, they're like, no, we have to do it in person, or if you have to answer the phone call the first time. I called back within two minutes. They had given oh. away my upgrade. I am I'm sick. I start sweating. My heart drops. I had just lived like the most four luxurious hours of my life, and yeah. now because I was like ten minutes later than they wanted me to be, I was not late. I was never going to be late, but I was ten yeah. minutes later than they wanted me to be. Now I'm going to have to sit my big old butt and coach. For the next eight hours. I was so upset, man. <laughs> That's terrible customer service. If I were them, I'd be like, you know what? Sorry, we 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 called the wrong number. And then you would have been much happier if you yeah. had no idea. If I, if I had never happened. known. Exactly. You I would have been, been, been fine. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I I am I'm trying. I'm trying to like keep my composure. Right. But I get yeah. over to the gate, you know, 10 minutes later, and I'm like, I, you know, you called me about an upgrade. I'd like an upgrade. They're like, they're all gone. And I'm like, oh. I, I'm like, it's one of those things. Like I, I'm, I'm frustrated, but I'm like, I need to shut up. So, yeah, it doesn't get back, right? I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, accept so my fate. Kick you off the plane or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to Ireland anymore. So, yeah, uh, I, I get on the plane. <laughs> Dude, it gets worse. <laughs> no, <laughs> I go to my chair, and uh, I, I have had the worst luck with who I sit next to. I've mentioned this on the show over the last like five or six months. Like my, when I was coming to fly up to you, the largest yeah. human being I've ever sat next to sat next mm-hmm. to me on the flight to come see you. Uh, yeah. s- same situation. Same situation mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We're like, mm-hmm. I'm not a small person. I understand that. No. So I can't complain com- incredibly. But yeah. how? On a plane with 300 people on it are the two biggest people sitting. <laughs> we're, we're, we're locked arms. We're arm in arm. Like, I, like it's. It's not just that I'm fat and I understand that I'm overweight, but like <laughs> I can't do anything about my bone structure. My shoulders are yeah. just wide. We, we don't fit. I am so upset. I'm so upset. I'm asking the flight attendants. I, I see seats up there. Can I go up there? I, I was supposed to get an upgrade. I'm supposed to be up there. At 10 minutes in, the guy, ne- the big old dude next to me tries to make a joke. He's like, we're glad you're tall. I'm going to sleep, you know, so we can sleep on you on the flight. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. Just dying. And then... <laughs> I, 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 you're gonna, I think you're going to like this part of the story. Maybe some of the listeners won't, but you're going to love this. 
Okay. And then the smallest little gay man I've ever seen in my life who works for American <laughs> Airlines yeah. walks right up to me. The yeah. Lord worked through that small little gay man down that day. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. The Lord did beautiful things. He walked up. He said, are you Taylor Shrill? And I said, here I am, Lord. I mean, yes, 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 I am. <laughs> and he said, here's your new seat. You can go up there. Oh, oh, oh! my gosh. What a roller coaster. <laughs> my, I had just taken my heart, my heart, not heart rate, my uh, blood pressure medicine like an yeah. hour before. I'm only supposed to take one at a time. I took it again as I sat down. <laughs> I was like, my heart might explode. I need to take this again. It was one of the craziest experiences and then I, I i sat there can i tell you how great that flight was it's the longest <laughs> flight i've ever been on eight hours i had a tv in front of me i could lay down almost completely flat oh it was beautiful i felt like the richest man alive after the worst 45 minutes i've experienced in months <laughs> so much so much based on expectations it's, yeah uh, yeah wow. seriously like yeah uh, uh, accepted my fate and then just like hey you know that hope thing you struggle with here's a sliver not (laughs) it was incredible so uh fly there the flight's great uh the flight attendants you know knew the situation i was in they were super nice to me the the rest of the trip so i land in dublin Mm -hmm. there's a six hour difference between texas and and Dublin. So, you know, five yeah. hour difference from you, but six hour difference from, from me. Yeah, significant so, for sure. My goodness. Yeah. I land at what is midnight to my body, like midnight mm-hmm. in Texas, which is 6 a.m. in Dublin. Oh, yeah. And like, Ooh. I can't sleep in not my bed or not a bed, like a hotel. Like, I can't sleep on the plane. I just can't do it. Uh, yeah. I can't sleep in the car. Ne- just never been able to. Um, mm-hmm. So, I get there at midnight. And like, usually I'm going to bed around midnight or one. So like, I'm starting to get tired, but I'm not like exhausted, you know? Right. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys comes and picks me up, drops me off at this hotel. Dude, it's called the Castle Knock Hotel. And okay. it, close your eyes, picture the Castle Knock mm-hmm. Hotel. That's what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Oh, so it's, <laughs> I pictured a castle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It is the widest hotel I've ever seen. I've been in some like tall, you know, like downtown yeah. hotels are huge. It's one of the bigger hotels I've ever seen, and it's just incredibly wide. It looks like an Irish castle. It's unbelievable. Cool. Beautiful place. Uh, one of the guys from the Sierra Malabar, right, that, that's involved with this youth movement is the night manager there. So I'm guessing he helped out with this, right? I got to talk to him. Nice. Incredible place. Super fancy. I'm living this. Like, I, I don't get this. I don't. I, yeah. I'm recording this in a in, in a old garage with you know fabric <laughs> from Joanne's behind me. Like, I don't live yeah, a luxurious yeah. life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh I get to the, get to the hotel and I'm tired. So I sleep for, I get there around seven in the morning. So I sleep from seven to one and then I wake up and I'm like, I'm like fine because like even at home, everybody talks about the jet lag. I'm like, I do that all the time. I do it here. I'll go to bed at four <laughs> o'clock and wake up. Sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so like, I never sleep well. This is normal. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, I can get six hours here. I can get three hours here. You know, just kind of put it together. It's fine. Yeah. So absolutely. it was never too bad. But I wake up, I do a lot of the work that I have to like finish up for the conference. I like, you know, making, I, I knew what I was talking about, but I had to like make sure I had all my notes right. I had to make sure I get like the, the slides, the keynote stuff is always the last thing that I do. Get everything ready. And then uh, I, I do the thing that we talk about here in the States a lot, but uh, I wasn't nervous, but maybe I should have been. And ultimately nothing mm-hmm. happened. But uh, you know that thing that we do like uh, Catholic Twitter meetups here in the States? Sure. I did that in Ireland. Our, 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 our friend uh, Jacob. 
Jago Moran over from Ireland. We've been friends on uh, uh, because of like Game of Favorites and like uh, Peter uh, Schmidt's show that yeah, you and I have done before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in like this young adult online community here, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we've we've talked so much on like uh, FaceTime or whatever. We've texted a bunch that like. I felt pretty comfortable with him, right? But I'm cool. like, ah, yeah. It's a, I'm in a different country, and a person I've never met is going to come pick me up, and we're going <laughs> to hit, hit it out of the town. <laughs> yeah, cool. So uh, he he picks me up. Great guy, way taller than I thought. Uh, just that's a personal note. Doesn't really matter, but that happens a lot <laughs> when you, with people you meet from the internet. I'm like, wow, you're taller than me. That doesn't happen often. Uh, in your mind, everyone you meet is smaller than you, so it's always a surprise. I mean, statistically, it's correct. <laughs> 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 so uh I, I, you know the only one the only people i assume to be bigger than me are whoever's sitting next to me on american airlines flight <laughs> <laughs> that's my new assumption so mm-hmm. um like that first night that we're there we do all yeah. the stuff that you're like supposed to do or you know a lot of the stuff that you're supposed to do when you go to dublin ireland so he takes uh-huh. me out we go to the first thing that we do is that uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, we talked about him earlier, kind of a big deal in Ireland, a big deal in the church. Yeah. We go to his cathedral. And when you and I did our episode from your church, mm-hmm. we talked about how that's one of the prettier churches and one of the oldest churches I've ever been in because mm-hmm. it's huge. It looks like a castle. And it was born, or, and it was born. It was, made, it was, it was birthed by the Lord, <laughs> the virgin yes. birth of your church. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on the eastern east coast, you know, northeast of the U.S., there's some very old churches. Yeah, yeah. In comparison to Texas, absolutely. Yeah. So like, g- give me an idea. Either your church, I think you told us, or like, you know, some of these churches on the, what's the oldest church you think you've been in? Uh, maybe New York, around Pittsburgh. Okay. Like, I mean, uh, so our church uh, began construction in like the 1920s, 1930s, finished up uh-huh. in like 1960 because World War II happened. That was like a whole thing. Um, I heard of that. And so, yeah, yeah. So some of our churches, I mean, if, if they were originally founded in like the 1800s, maybe you would be yeah. the oldest church, you know, probably middle, late 1800s, as far as like parishes being founded, those buildings have burned down, but that's, yeah, the gist of it. That's sure. about as old as you get around here, I think. Yeah, so like you know, like sixteen, seventeen hundreds, right? And like that's that's been my experience. Like I think I've been to some in New York that just from my memory, I think were like six, maybe sixteen, seventeen hundreds, and then like you know the Alamo and stuff like that. You know, like pr- right. pretty old, but nothing like St. Patrick's in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the year of our Lord eleven oh nine is when this mm-hmm. church started. Yeah. I mean, it's almost a thousand years ago. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I go yeah. to this church and like I thought your church was big and beautiful. And it mm-hmm. is, but at nothing sure. in comparison to this place. It's like double in length, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little taller, huge, huge, beautiful church, takes up like multiple b- city blocks in the middle mm-hmm. of this metropolis in, in Dublin. We go in, they're doing evening prayer. So like mm-hmm. Vespers, right? You know, yeah. you know, just like what, what, what you pray, right? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe slightly different because there's... This is a Catholic cathedral, and it's been Catholic for years and years and years. But like within the last 10 to 20, uh, mm-hmm. there's been this new thing that I didn't know existed called the Church of Ireland. So you've heard of the Church of England. Yes. yes. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. So like yeah. the Anglican church and the whole deal yes. of like, I want to marry somebody else. And the Pope says, no. And like, I'm the Pope now. And then you <laughs> kill your wife or whatever. You know, like that, that whole yes. story. Yes. Um, yes. Ireland has had a very similar thing where like they, they became a state church. Now Ireland has a state church. And so yeah. just like Anglican looks and feels very similar to 
Catholicism, at least in like sure. the, the rites, the you know, uh, mass or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever they call it. And but essentially it was Vespers, right? Sung Vespers. So I'm in this place that's like historically Catholic, beautiful church. And uh because it's not Catholic, it was beautiful, <laughs> like musically wise. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I won't push back too hard on that. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, you talked about the great music at your church, but that is not the universal experience here of the church exactly. in America. Yeah, yeah. Most uh, parishes, at least right. in the US, not the best, you know, fair. So, like, I mean, like professional singers, like professionals and like hired, trained singers yeah. are singing. Mm-hmm. Every part of Vespers. So they're singing the Our Father. They're singing the the Psalm. You know, a lot of the, the uh, evening prayers, uh, the Psalms, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Our Father, and other hymns, that sort of thing. Everything is sung. It's beautiful. And like, you know, people who listen to the show know that like a lot of my faith is like because I know it's right, and because mm-hmm. you know this whole idea of like choosing to love even if I don't feel it. I don't feel it a ton. Like there's just not sure. a ton of, but man. <laughs> Small handful of moments. I got goosebumps now. Standing in that huge church, this historical church in a different country, like I felt the mm. the universality of our faith. I felt the rich history of our faith in a way that I typically mm-hmm. don't. And just like how God is still moving in this place that, mm-hmm. you know, is, yes, old, but also having some struggles. Like, and just this beautiful, beautiful choir. So I, I, it's like, you know. I feel God in this Applebee's tonight. Like it was, or chilies or whatever it was. Like this beautiful church. Like it was one of the like rare moments in my life that I was like, God is present right here, right now. And I can feel mm, it. You know, it, it's always great, true, yeah. but I don't always know it, you know? So mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. just a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of one of those things that one, you know, uh, it's pilgrimage, right? So going to another part of the world to experience uh, the, the faith, even if it's, you know, church of, you know, whatever. But it's still like that going, the Lord the Lord does in a particular way bless us when we make an extra effort to go somewhere to experience the faith. So kind of, you know, basically, not that it was like your main goal, your main goal is to do a gig, right? But uh, to go on pilgrimage and to experience all of that um, and to see all that. Yeah, I mean, that's why we use images and, when we can have nice music because it reminds us of the deeper things of the faith. So yeah, that's, that's super cool. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. You're very generous in saying that my main, my main goal there was to do my, my gig. That was second. The first was what we did right after we went and got Guinness <laughs> in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did it. Jacob took me to this like, you know, pretty famous pub in Dublin and just like everything you would think, man, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, I don't feel God often, but I felt him twice that night. And in that Guinness. <laughs> in that Guinness for sure. Just the experience of it. You know, they, they pour it. Uh, and like one of the differences here is like if you got a lot of foam on your beer here, you'd be annoyed. Yeah. But it's like part yes. of the process there. It's like if you and I sat down and got a got a Guinness like Jacob, Jacob and I did. Yeah. Like part of it is you get the beer, you sit there and chat with your guy, your your bro mm-hmm. for three four minutes, and then mm-hmm. you cheers and and ah, yeah, it's like a little ritual thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just a great experience. Um, and then also after that, like we 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 were all within a few blocks of St. Patrick's. So here I am thinking this is the most beautiful church I've ever seen. This has to be the the big biggest coolest church in mm-hmm. all of Dublin. We go three more blocks. There's another 
another yeah. one just like it called Christchurch. It's just, it's insane. It's it's just insane, like the how much history in the Catholic Church that that Ireland has. So, um, mm-hmm. what we're gonna do is we haven't taken a break yet. We're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're just gonna pick up right where we are in the story, and we'll start talking about you know the gig, why I was there. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you have any connection to your parish, your uh, ministries in your local church, a local Catholic school, a diocese, whatever, and you are looking for a speaker, a worship leader for an event here in 2024, I'd love to come join you, come help you guys with whatever you are doing. I've been uh, speaking, leading worship for uh, youth events, church events, church missions, parish missions, retreats uh, for over a decade now, just like the one that we're talking about here in my trip to Ireland. So uh, I would love to get in contact with you guys. Guys, the best way to do that is fortecatholic.com slash booking. Tell me a little bit about your event. There's a little form that you can fill out there. It goes right to my inbox. Uh, I'd love to come help you, whether you're at a big Dyson event or a small parish or anywhere in between. Uh, I love uh, d- doing the show and I love podcasting, but I love even more being uh, with people and uh, trying to grow close to the Lord with people in the flesh. So again, fortecatholic.com slash booking to find out more about what I can do, how I can help you, and to uh, get in contact with me and hopefully move forward from there. All right, enjoy the rest of today's episode. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is still Father Anthony uh, McAllen Sharapa. We had to give you an Irish. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. You can use any kind of goofy Italian stereotype you want, but once you give me a Mick, then you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> I, that sounded really racist, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> uh, it was. It was a little bit. But you're allowed to do that with Irish and Italians. You're, but you can't it's okay. be mad at the priest, Father Anthony, because, again, he's being a dumb layperson today. So you have to be mad at the lay people. <laughs> and all so, lay people hate the Irish. That's... that's... <laughs> What is happening? Oh, so, no. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I'm able to go to sleep the, the evening after, after the pub and after the churches. Wake up the next day, and I go to the, the conference. It's a two-day youth conference, and, like, youth there being more like World Youth Day, like 16 to 28, that sort of, like, age range, from all <laughs> over Ireland. So they're coming from, uh, you know, Galway. My pretty little Galway girl. Like, all, all the way over from Galway. They're from Dublin. They're from Nor- mm-hmm. Northern Ireland, which is its own thing that I was told not to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. They were orange. Uh, it's not, it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, from all over, all over uh, uh, Ireland, they came all together uh, there in Dublin. So uh, I have to say the, the, the first session I'm sitting there and there are two, like, like you've been to a youth conference, right? Like you go up I and there's been like, to many. Yes. Yeah. So you go up and like the MCs are usually like the hype people and they're fun and they're mm-hmm. getting the crowd going and like, like younger than typically the speakers are right. Like they're yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of you know, up and coming, that sort of thing. So there's these two in, like, and they're doing a great job. These two mm-hmm. MCs and just nothing from the crowd. Just nothing. <laughs> like hundreds of kids just sitting there completely dead. It's early in the morning. I had heard that like a lot of these kids are like not super into the faith. Like there, there was, it was a wide uh, range. There's some super into sure, the faith, sure. and, uh, but a lot not because of kind of the secular, secular culture kind of creeping into mm-hmm. their life. So uh, I saw that immediately. And I was like, uh oh, because. <laughs> If like their own crew, like the, the the coolest and hippest among them that are these two MCs are getting nothing, mm-hmm. 
what's the foreign white guy supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. So. It'd be one thing if and you said they were doing like a good job. It'd be one thing if they were doing a bad job. You're like, sweet, this is gonna be great for me. No, but they were, uh, they were incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> so I immediately thought of our friend Aaron Weber that you and I talked to about some of his bombs, and I'm like, I think this might be it. I think this might be one of the big, biggest bombs about to happen. And sure enough, I get up there and I yeah. typically start with a lot of jokes. And uh, I heard as many laughs as I do when I tell a joke on the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, even if people are listening to the podcast and laughing, that's I never hear it. That's about as much as I heard. So I'm like, all right. I guess we're just going to get serious because when, when the jokes fail, maybe it's not connecting culturally. Maybe it's just too early in the morning. Maybe it's not what they want. Like, I, I don't know. But you yeah. know, it does work. The charisma. So I, I went into my talk and that was the goal for the first talk. And I'm like, uh, you know, towards the end of it, I start catching a groove a little bit. And I, I, I start getting a little bit of like, like eyes and connection. I could tell people are in deep thought. And the thing yeah, that I started yeah. doing is something that like people here on the show are probably pretty used to. Just started yelling a lot. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's really hard to sleep when I'm yelling at you. Yeah. And the strange thing about it is like, usually when I give a talk, it's like, I have some dynamics, but I'm not usually like, usually on the show when I'm yelling, I'm like complaining a lot. I don't complain as much in talks. Like it's just not, that's it's just probably good. Thing, you don't you want know? to go up there and air your grievances to all these here mar- exactly, of our children. Exactly. So, <laughs> Let me tell you about American <laughs> Airlines and the big people I'm sitting next to. Like that's not, exactly. that's not ideal. <laughs> Y'all ever sit next to fat people? That's just not how you, a Catholic speaker talks, you know, maybe a Catholic yeah. podcaster, but maybe, but not a Catholic speaker. So, yeah. uh, I started laughing at myself, like internally, <laughs> because what I'm yeah. doing is like I'm yelling, but it's not stuff that should be yelled. It's mm-hmm. I, I, it's like I need to do it just for the engagement. But like yeah. I'm yelling at them like my tone says you're going to hell, but I'm right. literally saying the opposite. I'm saying that, like, you know, the worst moment in your life is when God died for you, not just when you're being a perfect Catholic boy or girl. Like mm-hmm. I'm yelling the beauty of the gospel. And yeah. so I could tell that they're like intrigued, but also a little confused, which I think worked because they were right. they're like, why is yeah, this man yelling at me about how much God loves me? It's strange. <laughs> it's like, Jesus loves you so much. Right. Like, uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I finished the talk and I'm like, OK, like a, a rough start. But we made it through. I feel like we made some headway. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to uh, right. At, right after we get to go to lunch. Um, and they take me to this really nice lunch place, kind of a buffet with like a bunch of different cuisines. Uh, and I tried a lot of the like Indian food and nice. like uh, Chinese food and like a lot of this stuff. Right. So go back to the conference and like right when I get back to the conference, like the, the musicians are playing. The kids are starting to get into it. Like it's the afternoon. They've, yeah, wait, they've woken up, up. They've mm-hmm. eaten. They're warmed up. They're, they're ready to go. Right. So like. Even then, like even before I go up to speak again, like I can tell, like the vibe in here is different. Like we're 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 moving somewhere, right? So nice, I give nice. that second talk, and I'm it's a it's a talk that um, I'll probably dive into some of it because it's a brand new talk that I wrote. Usually when I go oh, travel, fun. I'm like hit, playing the hits, right? Um, right, right, right. But it's a brand new talk. I'll probably do it on next week's show. But it was ultimately about the the like our three primary relationships: relationship with God, relationship with our with others, and relationship with ourselves. And mm-hmm. uh, that evening. You know, relationship with God, they're like, okay, some, you know, some of them are in, some of them are out. But when I start talking about relationship, like with other people, and all of them, 
on the edge of their seats. Stuck. I'm talking about dating. I'm talking about you know relationships. I'm talking about marriage. I'm talking about vocation. And they're like, we're in. Like we got to the practical part, right? Like they're, they're yeah. super in. So like mm-hmm. uh, even throughout the rest of the weekend, anytime somebody came up, I'm like, oh, I really like the dating part. I'm like, great. I'm glad. I'm glad it connected. They right? do. These we're, young we're, people, that's all they're thinking about. Right, exactly. <laughs> like the jokes start landing, like we're cruising, mm-hmm. right? So that session, yeah. the next session, the next day, it's all going very well. So we leave that. And then that evening, the, one of the guys, this year, Alabama, right, that's been kind of like driving me around, kind of like my handler, right, takes me out to dinner <laughs> at like an Indian restaurant, like legit Indian. I, I, I end up uh, like learning that this guy owns multiple, like, authentic Indian restaurants around town, authentic Indian shops and stores and all this stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I go and before this trip, I had an Indian food one time in my entire life. Have you ever had Indian food? Uh, I don't think I have. No, Mm-mm. really? I, but I, I'm surprised. I, I assumed that your answer would be yes, because you tend to eat a, a little bit more uh, exotic things than I do. Right. Yeah. I've been, you know, privileged to be able to do that. My mom owns restaurants and all that jazz and stuff. But like, I'm trying to think like an Indian place. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I've definitely had like different like Asian foods and stuff, but I don't think I've been to like an Indian place. No. Do you eat? Like, I, I, I feel like you used to order something a lot. Thai or something. Another. Yeah. Like, pad Asian thai. Cuisine? I'm a big pad, pad thai, thai fan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But that's, you know. So like because of that, I think I just kind of assumed you had a little bit more yeah. uh, uh, culture than me, but apparently not. You're a dumb lay person just like me. So. Amen. Uh, so I go and I have biryani, biryani, and it's uh, rice and meat. And the best part is that there's two sauces because I love variety in my food. <laughs> so like yeah. you would have one. It was like the, it was like a sweet and savory sauce, which like, you yeah. know, rice and chicken. You don't typically think sweet. I guess maybe a little bit like sweet and sour chicken. Or whatever. Sure. But like yeah. you would dip it. You would dip it all into the savory sauce, kind of a little spicy mm-hmm. and then dip one in. It's like a yogurt based sauce, which sounds weird, but it was so good. Um mm-hmm. Four for four. Two appetizers that we had I loved. One was like a kebab. One was like a meat patty with like a really spicy sauce. That, mm-hmm. And this was my first time ever eating a full meal of Indian. Because the only time that I had it before was when I was in college. And I worked with an Indian pastor, a non-denominational pastor, and his wife cooked. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, yeah. I ate about a fourth of what I could eat because it was so <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Indian food is so incredibly <laughs> spicy. But... Um, <laughs> You ever sat across from somebody uh, that speaks another language and you know that they're talking about you, but you kind of have an idea what they're saying, but not mm-hmm. really? Yes, I actually, definitely yeah. know that the guy across from me that ordered for me because I didn't, you know, yeah. they didn't speak any English. I didn't, you know, whatever. He was like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, no spice for a white, big white man. That's essentially what he said. <laughs> so they, t- they made it less spicy. The, and waiter I was like, it. You, <laughs> the waiter was like, you didn't need to tell me that. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they looked and they were like, we know what to do here. So <laughs> had my Indian food, went home. And here's the first time that it was a mixture of two things. It was a mixture of the first time that the, that the time change started messing with me, but also okay. like the first time that, uh, or like that I had a reason to stay up. So because mm-hmm. of the time change, my yeah. Houston Texans, my NFL team, were playing oh. in the most important game that we've played in since 2019. Like since mm-hmm. the last time we were good. We've been the dre- the dregs of the NFL for years. And we played a game in the last week of the season, which is why I was there, that if we win this game, we're in the playoffs. If we don't, we lose. So mm-hmm. I, my whole plan, I took my, I took my sleeping medicine. I was like, I have to go to sleep. I have a big day tomorrow. Right. Uh, so I took my sleep medicine around midnight. The game was going to go from about 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Okay. 
and I'm like, I, I'm trying to fall asleep, but I just, I just can't. I'm wired. I know I should, but I'm wired yeah. because for, <laughs> for my body, it's like six, seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not yeah. tired. You know, mm-hmm. I was tired the previous night because I had traveled, but this day was a lot more chill. So I'm not tired. Mm-hmm. I end up watching this entire football game. I'm up till four o'clock oh, in the morning. No. <laughs> my my yeah. Texans won. Uh, the Beautiful. next day, something else happened. We ended up going from like out of the playoffs to not only in the playoffs, but to being division champions for the first time oh, in five yeah. years. Just incredible. So then I, I wake up. I have plenty of time to sleep. I end up getting another like six hours of sleep or whatever. Get picked up and I go to give my last talk and I, I give my last talk. And then the thing that I was really waiting for, which is what we talked about last week, is I got to go experience holy kirbana like they're nice yeah cool very cool yeah um just a slight recap just just for you because i know you know we hadn't yet had a chance to listen to last week's yet but um like mostly similar just a lot more sung like everything Mm -hmm. is sung one of the coolest things like Mm -hmm. the priest sings almost the whole mass there's a lot of call and response Mm -hmm. like priest sings a line uh like like you know it's kind of like we do the lord be with you and with your spirit but like but cool better beautiful music like played with instruments (laughs) Like not just acapella, oh, okay. uh, yeah. and like the the congregation knows their parts, and, and so like mm-hmm. j- just beautiful, beautiful mass, uh, really cool to experience that. Uh, and then we had adoration later, and mm-hmm. uh, I talked a little bit about it with with uh, Father Benoge last week. But um, one of the the coolest things that I'll just highlight again. I know, oh, sorry if you listened last week, but one of the things that I wanted to share with you because you're a, yeah. you're, a, you're usually a priest, not today. You're usually a priest, and yes. Um, during adoration, typically at like youth conferences, you know, those famous pictures of your favorite priest, Father Mike Schmitz, going around and like holding the monstrance up and like putting it to a kid's <laughs> yeah. head and like they have a, you know, incredible experience <laughs> of the Lord, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was different there. Well, where they were like, yeah, that's Jesus, but like Jesus is also in the person of the priest. So the two priests mm. that were there walked yeah. around and instead of, instead of like blessing with the monstrance, the monstrance was still there. And it's still what yeah. we were focused on, but yeah. every single person, like 200 something people at this point, like the priest came and laid hands like on our foreheads and prayed oh. for us. And like, oh, that's nice. dude, like, you know, I, I said earlier how rare, like this feeling of connection mm-hmm. to God and his church and all this stuff like to have two in two days is unbelievable. Like I like just cause it was a different experience and like, yeah, just highlighting a different truth. Like the primary truth that I usually see highlighted is like Jesus in the monstrance in the, in the, in the body blood soul and divinity there but like yeah, yeah it was a cool thing especially with you know people you and everybody listening knows that i've had some struggles with priests in the past mm-hmm. so it's like to have the laying on our hands which we typically associate it with like you becoming a priest right You're right but yeah. that mm-hmm. like, just a blessing from jesus through the priest mm-hmm. was just a beautiful moment and like yeah i just i just loved it no that's amazing yeah um yeah it's beautiful and there's something you know powerful about the priest doing that also like in the presence of the eucharist as well um, and after you've been praying and you're open to it, um, and, uh, yeah, that's really cool. I'm, I'm happy for you. Cause I, I actually was just going to think, you know, that's, that's a particularly, uh, you know, blessed gift for you because of, you know, you've, you've had to deal with priests, uh, sometimes even me who have not been like, you know, the best examples at times, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I believe I'm, me, I'm not you're not near the top of the list of the I'm worst that I've worst. experienced. <laughs> you're a solid, like 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the point is just kind of experiencing the priesthood, like qua priesthood. Like this is, even though some men have really messed it up in, in, <laughs> uh, terrific ways. Um, just like the priesthood is still this good gift that Christ gives us and comes to us through the priests. And that's, uh, a perennial, you know, truth, and to experience that—that's awesome. 
Yeah, it was really cool. So the, the rest of the day, we kind of had like the closing mass and the closing a- adoration. And that was kind of yeah. the close of like the like the spiritual, like the primarily spiritual side of the conference. But then in the afternoon, it was like essentially over, but they like kind of brought it together with um, – they were having like a national youth band for the Sierra Malabar, right? And this was their launch. So there was like a big like celebration, like all the parents like came from all, like, yeah, big old party to celebrate the end of the conference. And mm-hmm. like this one young lady sang uh, the hallelujah, the I heard there was a secret chord, like that mm-hmm. one. Uh, she performed that one. Yeah, little, little teenager, I'm guessing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And then next, uh, like a big group of the young ladies performed a dance. And it was like Indian style dancing, right? Yeah. But to like a, um, to one of their holy songs. So like oh. uh, in uh, Malayalam, like in that language, just so cool, man. Like it was, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And then the the band came out, and they're like, you know, the praise and worship band, but also did some like you know hi- kind of hype stuff. Just <laughs> so much talent in the young church mm-hmm. in the Sierra Malabar, mm-hmm. right in Ireland. Uh, so cool. After that night, we went out to dinner again and I went out with like the whole team and, you know, they were laughing at me eating again. I got fish this time <laughs> and like a almond milk sauce. It was so good. Just such, <laughs> such a great thing. A uh, couple other things uh, mm. about the trip uh, before we close up here uh, with uh, talking about our last little uh, our location that I've been teasing this whole time. Very so, excited for this. <laughs> so I get to the hotel and it's late you know, on, on this first night. And I'm trying to find a place to plug in my phone. And uh-huh. I had to play this game uh, that I played pretty often over this trip. Is this place fancier than I'm used to or more foreign than I'm used to? <laughs> ah, hard to tell. Hard to tell. Because yeah. like a lot of like fancy hotels that I've gotten to stay at when you know other people pay is yeah. that I'm looking for plugs. I'm pl- looking for yeah. plugs uh, in the lamps. I'm looking for plugs. Like I can't find any. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I'm in a different country. <laughs> they don't have American plugs. It's all completely different over there. So, yes. But I'm so tired that I was just like, I'll deal with it in the morning. Did you like, there's a lot of things I had to learn. I had to learn about like time zone changes. I had to learn about uh, how customs worked. I'd never done that. I, and I had to oh, learn so how never like. Been over, you've never been overseas before. Never been overseas before. So oh, I, like, okay. Yeah. I had to learn if my credit card would work. I had to learn how tipping worked. I had to learn all these new things. And I felt so mm-hmm. prepared, but I didn't think about plugging my phone in. I didn't know this. Uh, you didn't get an adapter? No, I did not. So the next morning I go downstairs and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, another theme of the of the weekend I was there. Hello, I'm a dumb American. Can you please help me? And everyone was so nice. They 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 had plenty of them ready to go. They had all these adapters. They're like, here you go, idiot. And I'm like, thank you. And you know, <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a castle feeling incredibly stupid. Yes. Uh, the other thing was the shower. Okay. So uh, I won't go into too much detail, but it was very Do strange. So. Uh, there was there was like the two options were like you know how like a lot of showers have like the thing that you can pull away from the wall and like Mm -hmm. kind of point towards your body and that's how you shower right yeah like the wand yeah yeah or it had the one that like completely from above my head like going straight down on me like not like from the wall like we used to but like yeah it was pointing at the top of my skull like it's raining on you Mm -hmm. right so uh i'm looking at these two things and i'm like okay and I don't see any (laughs) buttons i don't see any knobs i don't see anything and uh uh, can't figure it out. Again, very uh, tired. I'd been in a plane all day. I needed a shower before I went to sleep. 
Couldn't yeah. find it. I'm like closing the shower door. I'm like looking outside. Like, is there are there buttons out here? And again, You're like clapping. The yeah, I'm like <laughs> foreign or fancy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, yes. The plug ended up being foreign. This one was, I think, fancy because it okay. ended up being like there's two. There's like a rod that mm-hmm. everything's connected to, and you had to like like the the end of the rod could turn, and one was hot and cold the other was also hot and cold but it's like one sent it to the little wand thing and one sent it to the top it took me 15 minutes to figure out how to take a shower and the first night i couldn't figure out anything about the wand so i'm like nasty from flying on american airlines and being in airports for you know 24 hours like i I was awake for 30 hours on the on the way there and uh (laughs) yeah ended up doing the whole shower with the wand and it wasn't until the next day that i figured out i was like okay I feel real stupid. I got to, I got to <laughs> redeem myself and I figured it out. So it was just very funny the whole time. And, uh, one thing that I noticed, like when I went to the, like when I went to the pub with Jacob to get the Guinness, like I just yeah. had this overwhelming feeling the whole time I was there. It's like, I don't want to be the loud, annoying, dumb American. And I, I like, I just had that in my mind the whole time. Sure. And then finally, like 24 hours in, I'm like, wait, that's what I am at home. Why am I trying so hard to be someone different? Yeah, come on, Taylor. <laughs> so I just, I just gave into it and ended up having a blast. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you also didn't have to like because going down to the desk at the hotel uh, to say like, hey, is there a plug or adapter that I can have? Like that's a normal question. Going down there and saying, uh, can you show me how to use my shower? That's how you get arrested. Yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to like Irish prison for forever. So I'm glad you figured it out yourself. That's yeah, good. I'm I, glad. I was determined. I was like, I have to do this. So uh, <laughs> the, the next day I get plenty of sleep. I learned my lesson. I got to the airport very early, went through mm-hmm. customs, went through all that stuff. I bought, you know, Irish toys for my kids. Uh, nice. And then. I, you know what like, I did? Like, like plushy, plushy potatoes or like what were yeah, the Irish? Yeah, very close. <laughs> a soccer ball, some lambs okay. with shamrocks on them. Yeah, very close. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, so uh, playing cards that we had to Google how to play Go Fish because it's been 25 years for me and they had never played before. So <laughs> very good times. <laughs> so I don't know the rules. What happens here? My six-year-old looking at me like so confused because we've changed the rules eight times. Like, I don't know, sweetie. I'm just learning as we go. Um, <laughs> but then I, I, I have learned my lesson. I did not go to any lounge. I went mm-hmm. and ate my breakfast sandwich, which was just two big pieces of bread with bacon and ham. That's how they do breakfast over in Ireland. I'm, I'm <laughs> down. That sounds great to me. <laughs> That's all the food groups. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I go right to my gate two hours early. And sure enough, an hour later, will Taylor Stroll please report to the to the gate? I get yes, upgraded. I will. <laughs> I get upgraded. I get my chair. I'm super not stressed out. I learned yeah. that it's ten hours on the way back because something about the world being round and winds is two hours Wind, longer on the yeah. way back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. I get home super late. We're delayed. I get real grumpy, but it's fine. I finally get home. That is the story of my trip to speak to a bunch of Indian kids in the middle of Dublin, Ireland. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm really glad you got to do that. That's so cool. Me too. It was fun. Uh, thanks like, for chatting I with me. I, I know yeah. uh, I know there's, uh, there was a lot of me today, which some people would argue is all the time. Usually it's more 50-50, <laughs> but I, I appreciate you indulging me today. Uh, and for indulging me, we're going to close with this. I have one little treat for you. The, the little uh, nugget that we've been throwing out through here. 
Um, good idea. One of the things that made me worried going into this event, this is my first ever international event. Uh, when I first got the email, I wasn't even sure if it was real. I thought it was somebody trolling me because who invites me to speak in Ireland? To mm-hmm. you know, It's just a strange thing. Um, especially when I saw that the event was hosted at a Church of Scientology center. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know about the Church of Scientology? I know some of the history of it's Elvron Hubbard is the founder of that one, right? Yes, uh, yeah, and he's good. um. I'm gonna put this very mildly an interesting character. That with is an interesting yeah, that's history. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that Scientology itself uh, is an interesting kind of faith, and uh, yeah, it's it's not something. You know, so we wouldn't consider them as you know Catholics even to be you know Christian in any sort of sense. It's its own thing. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an odd place to have a Catholic conference. I think that'd be fair to say, not your, you know, not what I would expect. Right. So like, I like weird enough that I thought it was like, I was getting trolled about the whole thing. Like it's fair enough. Yeah. Like, you know, fair assumption. American Catholic, American Roman right Catholic going to speak to an Indian Catholic right in Ireland at a Church of Scientology center. Like that sentence is wild. Like it's just it's a, a very, wild sentence. <laughs> a very weird Mad Lib book that someone <laughs> right. put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's yeah, like. yeah, it's it's exactly very... what it sounds like. Um, so I went in and you know, trying to be, uh, as you're being now, trying to be, uh, you know, cordial and trying to be. Right. Uh, got no a reason keep, to be a jerk. You know? Right. Keep things to myself. But. I'm curious as well. I'm a curious human being. So I get you there are. and I'm asking like, how does this work? You know, what's, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? How did this happen? How much is Why science? Did this how much is ology? Like how right. is this, you know, because what's the mix all, here? <laughs> all I knew about it, like my only, my only knowledge going in is like, you know, 25 years ago before Top Gun Maverick, we all thought Tom Cruise was crazy because of his Scientology yeah. stuff and some of the crazy things. he. We had a church of Scientology in my neighborhood and they were incredibly secretive. It was like a secret thing. We called them a cult growing up. Like th- there's just kind of a weirdness about uh, and, and kind of some secretiveness about it. So it's like it's mysterious, right? Yes. Um. So I go there and I, I'm curious. Ultimately, the, the answer was wh- why is it there? It's because yeah. the the Sierra Malabar Church is very small. Uh, they're like they're, there's a lot of people, but they don't have a ton of uh, cash flow. They don't have a ton of buildings. They're actually not right. allowed to have a ton of buildings. Like they're not allowed to have their own churches. They have to have like mass centers, like just because of mm. secular mm. government reasons. Like they're they're doing what they can to survive and thrive in sure. a place that's not too friendly to Catholics, right? So, um, so they don't have big centers to host. I mean, like, you know, so there was like 250 kids throughout the weekend. But like right. on, on Sunday for the concert, there was like, I don't know, four, five, six hundred people there. Like, and it's a mm-hmm. big auditorium. So yeah. we're there and like the uh you know, the staff is all Scientology. It's like when we're getting like my fancy coffees. I thought of you while I was getting my fancy coffee. Uh Good. they they made me like flowers or something on top of my coffee. I was like, oh, this is nice. a Father Anthony drink, you know. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how dainty and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then like the sound guys and the tech guys and the the hosts and all these people, like they work for the church Scientology, right? Yeah. So over the course of me being there. They'd come up to me and they'd ask me questions because I'm like, like I stand out <laughs> at this event, you know. Like, <laughs> so everywhere yes, I go, yeah. mm-hmm. everywhere I go, you know, people are looking at me. People come up, talk to me. It's, it's great. I love it. Right, the extrovert in me loves it. Um, mm-hmm. So I end up having a bunch of conversations with some of these 
guys in Scientology. And dude, so kind, so mm -hmm. genuine that like yeah. one of them gave you know gave me some literature about Church of Scientology. Like doing like he's evangelizing. Like he's doing what we're supposed to do for our faith, right? Like they're they're doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're they're putting the, they're they're putting up, at, up their their best face. They're um yeah. just so nice. And then the second day that I'm there, uh one of the guys that I talked to the day before kind of uh, a little bit came up and said, "Hey, this is a a release form for media use. Like we'd mm. like to use we we have a TV station. Just like Catholic churches has EWTN and all this stuff. Like the Church of Scientology has a, a like TV station. And they're mm -hmm. like, we like to like post stuff. Like, can we have your permission to post your talks? Yeah. Anthony, I'm going to be yeah. on Irish church of Scientology television. Yeah. Preaching the gospel. <laughs> That's that was not on my 2024 bingo card. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't not on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Even crazy. Even God himself was like, oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, you know? Uh, he could predict floods, but not me being on Scientology. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, I must have missed what him. happened there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's new, you know? I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then as I'm leaving, like one of the guys comes over and he's from the States. And um, we end up talking about it for a while and we have, we finally have the conversation of like, what do y'all believe? What's the main thing that y'all do? And like, mm -hmm. so I, I learned about it. It was just, it was just this cool thing where I thought it was like, mm -hmm. I assumed it was going to be kind of confrontational or awkward or weird. And it just wasn't yeah. like, they were just, they're just so nice. We believe different things, but like it, it was just nice. So it ended up yeah. being like what sounded like a really weird thing going in to like, now I'm on their TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know even if you have different beliefs you can connect to them like on this human level and have a nice conversation it's a little bit different but it reminds me of our big catholic youth conference here in pittsburgh we hosted always at uh this uh, salvation army camp and same not uh actually about the same size as your thing uh yeah. and the people who run the sound and everything they're salvation army and uh you know it's it, we still talk and chat and there's a little bit more connection faith-wise you know there that we can do a little sure. bit more of that but uh yeah there's no reason why you can't just like talk to people and be like normal and you know share some stuff and yeah it no one's hurt no one's like right, got right. abducted like it's like this is good this is there's nothing wrong with this right uh one of one of their main tenets which is interesting because you'll know exactly what i mean when i say it but it was kind mm -hmm. of interesting talking to the irish kids about it because yeah. they were curious too um yeah. one of the primary tenets of the church of scientology is freedom of religion like mm. to, like one of their primary tenets is exactly what i experienced like, yeah, we, we want to support you and your faith tradition, whether you're Catholic or Baptist or Church of Ireland, like they're yeah. it's one of their core tenets, which is a core tenet of like, like we fight for it as Catholics, but it's a core tenet of our country. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I said that freedom of religion and the kids were like, what are you talking about? Because mm. it's not a, it's not as much of a thing there. Like they have a state yeah. religion and they're kind of being suppressed. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting that it was like, you know, because Church Scientology is American american born thing but yes. it's you know big over there it was just this really interesting connection of like oh like this is one of your core tenets so like you know i know ecumenism is more like christians and christians but like interfaith, interfaith dialogue kind of yeah. thing yeah. like it's mm -hmm. a part of who they are and i just you know i can disagree with some of the other things that they believe or or, or promote mm -hmm. but like that that core value of theirs is what i experienced and i just really appreciated it yeah and then they hosted these uh catholics who don't have a, a place to go and uh you know, 
God sees that. You know, that's that's a good thing that they did. So, and you sneakily are evangelizing them all. They're all going to convert after seeing your talks on their TV. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Not the first, not the first yeah. one, but maybe the second or third talk. No, no one's being converted by that first talk. <laughs> first talk <was> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's the trip. Thanks for indulging me, listeners. Thanks for indulging me, Father Anthony. I hope this was uh, it was enjoyable for me. I've been I, I've just there was it was such a big story that I've just wanted to share it. And we usually don't do stories this long, and we usually. Uh, you know, ask Father Anthony how he's doing. But today it was all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. This is great. So I'm all caught up with you. I don't have to call you until like next month and we right. don't talk. Exactly. So this is two birds with one stone. Yeah, I did the friendship <laughs> and I did a podcast. Easy. Yeah. Big win for me. Yeah. What's different about that? That's our normal relationship. That's also so, true. That's also right, true, man. On that note, I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Father Anthony McMillian, McMillan Sharapa. I'll be back no. next week. He'll be back in a month. See ya. <laughs> Thank you all for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed today's storytelling type episode of just about the ups and downs of my adventures over to Dublin, Ireland. I learned a lot on the trip. Hopefully, I, uh, hopefully you uh, enjoyed this conversation. A lot of you were asking about it, and I just figured I'd ask uh, or answer a lot of the questions that you have asked. I uh, hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Father Anthony hanging out. He was a nice, a nice, relaxing, enjoyable mood today. He kind of got to take a back seat on the podcast, which I think he enjoyed as well as I did uh, sharing the stories with you. So if you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. If you're just listening on the podcast, go check out our YouTube channel. We've got uh, recorded talks. We've got our uh, pop culture series, all stuff that doesn't exist just on your podcast feed. That is youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Thank y'all. And we'll see you very soon. Love you.